The views expressed on the following broadcasts do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. That's right, my friends. You have tuned into the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. This is the place. Margie's here. Hi. There she is, right there. Denver's here. Howdy. Hey, Denver. How's the hair? Marv's here. <laughs> yeah, I am. All right. Just don't drink. Walk, walk if you're ready. Make you dizzy. This is the place. Place where we wear no masks. I am who I am, not part of the past. Get a little taste of saving grace. Welcome to the human race. Come on in. Come on in. This is the place. Yes, you've tuned in to another fine broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show, broadcasting to you. From the beautiful outskirts of Albany, Oregon, via the internet. Welcome to the show. This week's topic. <coughs> so you had a bad day. You had a rotten, stinking, rotten calendar day. The day just sucked. I mean, to tell you, nothing went right. The birds in the trees weren't singing on key, and the sun didn't come up right, and... The people at the meeting were all knuckleheads. Nobody was talking about the solution. Everybody was talking about the problem. And when, 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 I'm just having a bad day. You ever had one of those, Margie? Yes. A day like that? Yes, indeed. What do you, Marv, how about you? Oh, still happening. Still happening. <laughs> <laughs> Denver, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monty, yes. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, uh, you guys, Margie, you got some something that you wanted to share, right? Oh, yeah. Marv and I have a win. Um, I'm going to let Marv start. Yes. Start, start, Marv. Okay. Well, after much consideration, um, Monty, uh, you've obviously heard of the Academy Awards. Yes. Right? And yesterday evening, I believe, was the Golden Globe Awards. Okay, okay. Uh. And so because we're in this awards mode, yeah. Um, after much consideration and consultation with our people, <laughs> you have been voted to receive the Golden <laughs> Gnome Award oh my goodness. for your work in the recovery 
Oh, my goodness <laughs> sakes. The Golden Gnome Award is awarded to Monty Man. Wow. For, wow. His, it, for his fine wow. exemplary work in recovery <laughs> services. Oh, my goodness. Look at that thing. For those of you who yes, are not on YouTube, at it. for those of, <laughs> those of you who are not on YouTube, uh, you can't see it, but it's about a what about four or five inches tall? Oh no, it's solid gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, solid gold. Yeah, yeah. It's a golden gnome. It's the golden gnome award, and it goes to Monty Man. Is wow, it, is it heavy? Oh, it's. Would you throw it at him now? No. <laughs> that, is, that is so cool. Let me, let me see here. I, there I, you go, I, Monty. I accept. <laughs> I, 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 I accept. I accept. <laughs> oh, my goodness sakes. That You're welcome. Amazing. Look at that. <laughs> that is uh, that is a trip. Thank, uh, thank you. You're so welcome. Uh, uh, spinning around here. Let's see here if we can get, give you a good, good look at it. <laughs> look at that thing. The Golden Gnome Award. Yeah, I, I'd like to thank all members of the Academy. <laughs> I, I, I would for uh, this award. And uh, lifetime achievement. Lifetime achievement. Pointy head thing. <laughs> Hello. <Look at> that. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I, that's amazing. Thank you so much. We're we're so thank glad. We're so glad you didn't already have one. <laughs> yeah, right. Where did you track it down? Oh, you're right. not going to believe this. Go ahead, tell them. The one and only and extremely expensive store called Lebanon Grocery Outlet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The outlet, of course. <laughs> really? Yes. You got it. Monty's off on a road trip already. I know. I am. <laughs> well, I got to turn uh, Denver's mic down just a little bit there. That's because I got excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That is just amazing. Thank you so much, you guys. You're welcome. Yeah, you that is cool. It. That is cool. You deserve it. So, uh, on another note, I was I I didn't do it. I was but I was going to pipe in uh, the song from My Fair Lady called "I'm Getting Married in the Morning." <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are getting married. You're hitching up. You're hitching up the wagon train. Yep. Um, this next Sunday, right? Yes. Yeah, and that's really good news. The really sad news is next Monday will be your last show here at Take Twelve Recovery Radio. Yes, and especially yes. Marv, who's been here for years. Yeah, Marv. Marv has been a co-host on this show for a very long time, for several years. Back when um, Bruce was was a co-host, yes, um, and we went through some some other co-hosts at the time, and you and yeah. Bruce were here. I think we had, I think Eve was here, and and Melissa and uh, Tony Tony J was yeah. here, yeah. and Denver was here <clears throat> through most of those. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's so next week maybe a little emotional. <laughs> Just be prepared, right? <laughs> I got a giant box of Kleenex, so. <laughs> so uh, you guys are moving to Klamath Falls. Yes. Yeah, where where the horses run free and the cows poop on your front porch. That's probably <laughs> true. 
<laughs> so the house, everything closed? Everything worked yes. out fine? Talk about having a bad day. That was Friday on our closing date. Right. Whoa, there was a lot of stuff that went really? not right. Not right. Did you get the roof fixed or whatever? It, it's uh, it's going to happen, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's too cold to put a new roof on gotcha. right now. But right, right. It's coming. Is well, there snow on the ground over there? I don't think so. But cold, very cold. Cold, yeah. right. Well, congratulations, you two. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So you got your ring on? All right, sh- show your ring. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big old rock. <laughs> I love that's it. the last gift you get. <laughs> I know. I have another ring, actually, that Maybe. I get on my wedding day. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Just, just more keeps coming. More keeps coming. Yeah. So uh, that's right on. Well, hey, listen, um, I, I keep looking at my other computer screen, and that's not the one that's running. So uh, bear with me, uh, listeners. Um, we have a new equipment. We have a new computer system. We have new stuff. So um, uh, bear with me as I as I maneuver some of this stuff. We haven't been on camera in, in several shows. We have just been doing audio on YouTube. So now we're back on camera. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, and just a special shout out to our sponsors. And um, we had Jesus. Jesus sent in a $20 donation here a couple weeks ago. Thank you, Jesus, very, very much for Thanks, that. Thanks, Jesus. Um, those, of you, the, those of you who uh, have donated over the years, uh, it is because of you guys that we're able to stay on the air and actually continue to do this thing uh, now way into our 16th year of broadcasting. Uh, the world's uh, original recovery talk and positive music uh, radio broadcast and podcast um, via the internet. And so it's it's been an amazing ride, and we're going to continue to do this. Uh, and then when you guys come to visit, you got to stop in the studio and uh, give us a report. Absolutely. You know, the, uh, what should we call it? The Klamath Falls Calamity Report. <laughs> there calamity. you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness sakes. All righty. Let's see here. And now, huh? are you paranoid? <gasps> They're after me. Are you scared? <laughs> are you worried about every little thing? Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Well, maybe it's time to have some fun Ooh. with Conspiracy Corner. Oh, man. Here you go. Yeah. Where's, where's Dave? Yes. It's time for Conspiracy Corner, something we haven't done in a very long time. Uh, I came across this, and I just I could not pass it up. Um, I, w- whatever you think about the whole COVID thing and the mask and the social distancing, wherever you are on that spectrum of opinions, uh, you're going to appreciate this. A Colorado man that goes by the name of Chemtrail Tommy. All right. <laughs> Good going, Tommy. Yeah. Um, has, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. <laughs> He's been very active lately when it comes to calling 911. It appears that he has called the emergency only line to report that microorganisms are being placed in his face mask that crawl up his nose and give him severe headaches. Huh. Wow. (laughs) But that's not all. Wait for it. But his headaches are not the only thing he's complaining about. Apparently, there are millions of nanobots 
that are laced within the fabric of the medical grade mask that are supplied to the healthcare workers that are directing the thoughts and actions of the paramedics he has called. According, <laughs> according to Tommy, Chemtrail Tommy, the reason the paramedics are so impatient with him is because he won't register with any particular political party, and therefore the nanobots have a resentment and really want him to commit to either liberal or conservative views. But because Tommy wishes to remain unregistered, the little robots are controlling their paramedics, and now they won't come when he calls 911. <laughs> wow. Well, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. This sounds serious. Col Colorado. <laughs> Suddenly my bad day doesn't sound so bad. I know, right? Right. <laughs> yep. I just, okay. I mean, can you see what I mean when I say no matter which side of the fence you're on, you can appreciate that story? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's, that, ne uh, that needs to be investigated further. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so for all you conspiracy theories, by the way, I like what Dave Fleming says. If it's happening, it's not a conspiracy theory. Right. Yeah. I'm with Dave. I'm telling yeah. you. He's on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We come back. The topic. So you had a bad day. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute. da 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 Hi, this is Tommy Holmes, and this is the Recovery Talk and Positive Music of Take12Radio.com. Hey, everybody, check it out. It's the Monty Man from Take 12 Recovery Radio, and I am so excited to be welcoming Dr. Rob Kelly to the Take 12 Recovery Radio family for his show, The Rob Kelly Hour. Listen, Dr. Kelly has worked with thousands of people, including celebrities of film, music, and sports. And he has lectured at many high-profile universities and hospitals. And now, this world-renowned addiction specialist, well, he's coming to take 12 Recovery Radio. So mark your calendars for Monday, March 22nd, for the debut show of the Rob Kelly Hour right here at Take12Radio.com and all major podcasting platforms. It's the Rob Kelly Hour. You had a bad day, you take it one down, you sing a sad song just to turn it around. You said you don't know, you tell me don't lie, you weren't going to smile, you go for a ride. You had a bad day, That's you right. Sometimes you just have a bad day, right? Yep. And it doesn't seem like whatever you do to, to, to try and change it, one thing happens and another thing happens. And, you know, uh, it, it's interesting because being somebody that is, is, I guess you would call me mildly handicapped um, because of back and knee issues, um, it's interesting that, that when I drop something, if I, if I drop one item, it, it executes a chain of events, right? Where I'll bend over to pick it up and then I'll drop another item or the item I'm trying to pick up will start to get away from me, especially if it's a piece of paper, 
right? And then I'll go after it and then I'll trip and then I'll hit my elbow on something. <laughs> then that'll fall over. And one thing happens to another and the words coming out of my mouth aren't real harsh, but probably not as pleasant as, you know, my dog runs. <laughs> but that's not kind of the bad day I'm talking about. I'm talking about the stuff that just rips your guts out, man. You know, you're going along life and, and you're doing your, your recovery and, um, you know, you got an award, the Golden Gnome Award, you know, <laughs> just having a look at that guy. What are we going to call him? That's up to you, Marty. Yeah. yeah, a couple names come to mind. Look, <laughs> look at YouTubers. Look at look at look at look at look at like the gold the gold man and the state capitol. Yeah, just that is just great. I just can't get over that. Marshall will be so excited. Oh, yeah, yes. she will. Let's give her a call. That one's coming. That, that one's coming in the house for a few days. Oh. <laughs> um. But but you know. Uh, something nice happens and then then bam you just something happens something comes out of the blue mm. and just knocks you off your emotional balance you know and and your day just goes sideways you know now uh being 12 steppers and, and people in recovery you would think that especially if we've been around for a very long time uh when i mean a very long time you know five plus years you would think that we would learn how to apply and implement the tools of recovery to turn that day around and just let's just do a four step on the day and everything will get better and we'll just be chipper and we'll cheer up and It'll be obvious that underneath that mustache, we're in a good mood, <laughs> right? But it doesn't always happen like that, does it? Mm-mm. I mean, so Marv. Uh-oh. <laughs> just know I'm going to call It's already you. started. <laughs> <clears throat> so what do you do, man? What do you do? I've got some, I've got some tips here that I'm going to share in a minute on how to turn your day around, but... What do you do when something comes at you sideways and it just knocks you off your beam, man? Well, it's it's like uh, everything else in life, um, especially if you're uh, working uh, in this kind of sticks in my craw, but it's the truth, a spiritual program. Yeah, if you're seriously and willing to work a spiritual program as outlined, uh, you know, not only in church, but in AA, and which is where we're coming from, or sure. I am, sure. um, you, you understand after a period of time, it's a process. It, it just is not going to be automatic and happen immediately. Yeah. And then there's the question of why. What did I do to deserve this? Yeah. Which, which is one of my favorite go-tos. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you look um, in the bigger book, it, it's, it's pretty straight up. It says you're going to have trials and you're going to have adversity. Mm. And then it explains some reasons. Uh, I think it's Hebrews. Uh, there's a deal. In fact, Margie and I just read it this morning that it has to do with learning to accept discipline. Oh, wow. And the other one's in James where 
he he says, um, and this is uh, may not be a direct quote, but consider it all joy, brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, it's mm-hmm. just like you said a few minutes ago. You know, oh, I'm going to do the fourth step on this and everything. It don't work that way. Yeah, James 1, consider pure joy whenever you face face trials of many kinds because, you know, the testing of your faith develops perseverance and has uh, it helps you overcome trials. It just it kind of builds on itself. Yes. Um Let's see if I can if if I can bring it up. Um, uh, allow perseverance to finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete. Yes, not lacking in anything. So we complain a lot about we we you know we we we're lacking in this and we're lacking in that, and we need to to be able to accomplish this and accomplish that in our lives. But then the very tools that God uses, um, or if you will, our program will use. To help us accomplish those things, we don't like that, right? We, we, because because it's it's sandpaper against our ego, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it rubs against our selfishness. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it, <laughs> Margie? What do you think about what he's saying? I mean, I mean, uh, have you found that that so-called bad days are actually maybe even a gift? Um. Yeah. Actually. Uh, I was just gonna. I was gonna comment on what Marv uh, mentioned that uh, in the bigger book it does. It says there's. It's not maybe, but for sure we're gonna go through trials and tribulations. Right. I mean that's positive. We're going to. I don't care who you are. And uh, um, it is a gift, but for me anyway. I don't see it that way until probably, you know, long after the process is complete. Right. When I realize that because of this, uh, whatever the bad day difficulties, issues were that I that I went through, uh, that somehow I, you know, grew from it. I learned something. I even just the fact that I went through it and didn't drink or um, stayed sane. And uh, that's that's a gift right there. And. Um, so it is a gift, but for me anyway, it's something that usually I, I discover after the fact at the time I'm, you know, I feel like I just, uh, I don't always handle it really well at all. You can ask more if I'm just, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm still learning and I wish I could be that person that just stops and says, Whoa, wait a minute. I need to do a four step over this, or I need to call my sponsor or something like that. But at the moment it's happening, something bad days happening i just get kind of uh let my emotions take over right working on that yeah so uh in in the book of acts chapter 14 uh it talks about strengthening the souls of the the disciples and encouraging them to continue in their faith uh and and then there's this quote we must endure many hardships in order to enter the kingdom of god so if we're talking about experiencing the kingdom of god now Right. Um, You know, we 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 talk about it in the uh, in the Lord's Prayer at the end of many meetings. You know, thy will be done. Thy kingdom come now. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. A part of God's will is that we endure certain trials and hardships, that we endure bad days in order to grow. And 
you know, the fact is, even if you're not a, a believer in in sacred writings or scripture, right, you could probably attest to the fact, listeners, that you have had experiences where you perceived a day as being negative or bad, but then later you saw where you were grateful to go through the the experience because it caused growth in your life, right? And, uh, you know, one thing we know absolutely for, for certain that if you're going to experience a, a life of recovery, if you're going to accomplish the state of recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, that you are going to have to endure painful situations because that's what seems to help you grow. So, uh, Denver, you and I have both worked, uh, you know, in, uh, in a ministry that dealt with residential men in residential treatment um, who often when they came into the program, it wasn't long before they realized that they were surrounded around a whole bunch of people that were dysfunctional and they didn't necessarily like that. And we'd hear things like, well, oh my goodness, I can't believe so-and-so would act like this. He's 40 years old. I'm a grown adult. Why can't he act like an adult? And, you know, and so what I would tell these guys is the way you learn how to deal with difficult people is to be thrust in the middle of difficult people. You know, have you found that to be true? That the way you learn to deal with the way you don't deal with certain things is to actually be in the middle of it? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Most certainly. Yeah. Uh, I know uncomfortable change, and as, like you say there, Margie, is I don't see it as a blessing at the moment. Right. But I know I do know that pain and uncomfort will bring change, and often... Uh, well, always, it will bring some kind of change, and it usually directs me into a uh, different thinking pattern Sure. and making better choices. You know, I don't want that to happen again, so I'm not going to repeat that same mistake. And that process is a lifetime, as Marv says, a continuing, ongoing, all the time for me. I mean, I got a lot of uh, issues, flaws, and everything else in my life, and... Uh, the uncomfortable things that come along, whether I've made them or even if uh, they're just circumstances, will cause a change. And and most of the time anymore, it seems like I'll make a uh, positive forward step. You know, mm. I don't run to the bottle anymore because when I bury, bury it in the bottle, nothing gets done. And when the bottle's <laughs> gone, the trouble's still there. And it's probably got worse by that time. Yeah. So uh, a bad day is going to come along. They always will. But it will force you to do something. So moving forward is, uh, I hope, the the route I take whenever those come along. So what, what I hear us all saying is that one of the ways that you learn to deal with bad days is to experience bad days. Correct. Right? So if you're... You know, living on the mountaintop, singing Kumbaya all the time. <laughs> That'd be nice. Probably not going to grow much. <laughs> now, you guys, you you guys are going, getting ready to go through a process where you're going to be moving. It always cracks me up. There's a slogan on the back of U-Haul trucks that says, it used to say, um, uh, moving a pleasurable experience. Well, somebody sued somebody, but they changed it to U-Haul. An adventure in moving. 
There you go. Uh, I, I so now you can take that either way, you know. But that's that's gonna have its stresses, right? Oh yes. I mean, even if it's just at the end of the day being exhausted from packing stuff up and you know, you know all that kind of thing. Um, had you talked about the fact that you guys are gonna be restless, irritable, and discontented probably at some point <laughs> in the yeah, movie we, process? We already have. <laughs> <been>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we uh, we have, uh, you know, just through the process of buying this house, you know how everything's electronic now. Right. And Marv, bless his heart, uh, has a flip phone. And I, of course, have a smartphone. So every all the uh, closing, the lender, the realtor, the appraiser, everybody you can think of sends email, sent emails and texts to me. And then I would have to relay them to Marv and Marv would be, what, what? I said, Marv, I'm just a messenger. But, but we uh, just worked through. We worked through all that. But yeah, we've we've had to we've had to deal with our irritabilities. But we recognize what it is and um, dealt with it pretty well, I think. Well, we we all know what a bad day feels like. Basically, we start counting down the minutes until it's over and wad up the remaining potential of the day like a piece of paper we throw into the trash. We sink into our chair and throw ourselves a pity party. No one around us wants to join. I try to get people to join. (laughs) (laughs) And then complain about how lonely we feel at our solo sympathy party. Right? I remember when I was living in Yosemite National Park, one of the loneliest times uh, I ever experienced was sitting on the porch of my cabin right across from Yosemite Lodge watching all these tourists go by, uh, just hundreds of people during tourist season, employees, friends of mine walking around in this beautiful part of the world. And because of my active alcoholism, nobody wanted to be around me anymore. And I'm sitting there by myself with a big old cooler of beer. Nobody, even, even my alcoholic friends, they didn't want to drink with me. They just didn't want to be around me. And it was extremely lonely and extremely sad. Uh, and, and I would sit around and complain, why does anybody want to hang with me, man? I'm buying the booze. They just didn't want to because of my behavior, you know, when, when I was drinking. Um, so uh, you may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. That's a quote by Maya Angelou. So let me say that again. You may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. Uh, what I love about the quote from Maya is she's, she reminds us that we have the responsibility not to let our environment or the events around us control our responses. In other words, if we're having a bad day, we have the power to turn it around for good. But just because we have the power to do it or the tools like step four, doesn't mean we're going to do it immediately, like you were saying, right? Um, but here's some tips, and we can we can chat about this. We can laugh about some of these too, if you want. Number one, accept the circumstances, but change your responses. Okay, the first thing we have to do is accept our circumstances. Maybe our day really truly is terrible. Instead of living in denial or complaining about it, accept that it's been dealt. It's the hand it's been dealt you. Then change your response from defeat back to control. You can control the outcome of your day simply by implementing a positive response no matter what life may throw your way. Would you agree with that? 
Not that you always do, but do you think you can control it? The outcome. No, I can't. Make can the you? plans, but don't plan the outcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, but you can you control your response to the outcome? Yeah, somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. 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 Margie, what do you think? Yeah, same as Marv. Uh, you know, there's things that actions we can take, but um, in the in the long run, you know, God's in charge, and uh, you say that with the roll of the eyes, kind of. God, <laughs> God's in did. charge. He is, though, and you know, there's no mistakes in his world. So whatever happens is meant to be. And right. I know sometimes it's frustrating because I want it'd be a different outcome but it is what it is so dr rob kelly has the slogan he says I, i'm living the dream instead of dreaming of living and uh this guy is very successful i mean he shares a jet plane with other doctors i i mean the guy's flying all over the place he, he uh he's working with people in recovery and families and stuff so he's surrounded around, you know, he's surrounded around hardship and negativity and woe is me and everything. And he still, you know, keeps telling himself he's living the dreams that a dream and a living and ste stepping out of the disease and into the solution kind of thing. Um, so, you know, I look at a guy like that, that is, is, is got to be in the middle of the mess a lot of the time. And I think if he can do it, uh, I can do it. But again, I don't always do it right at the offset of whatever it is that's going on. Um, so, Denver, let's spin the camera around. There you are. Um, here's one for you, Denver. Call a friend, sponsor, or spiritual advisor for a pep talk. <laughs> yeah. You want me to work on that one? <laughs> <laughs> we may not have the initial voice that gives us the encouragement we need to transform our day, the one in your head, you know. Um, but that's what friends are for. Call up a close friend or relative to vent. I laughed at that one. Or relative? Yeah. That might and then not, I got to thinking Mar Mar Margie and Marv are going to be relative soon. <laughs> and you will be supporting each other. That's true. Is that really relative? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Ask them to cheer you on and challenge uh, you to keep a positive outlook for the remainder of the day. You may even benefit from an additional accountability. So what do you think, Denver? You think uh, being able to be accountable to somebody so you can pick up the phone and call them? Are, are you going to be more, you're going to have more of a tendency to isolate when you're having a rotten day? <sighs> Past experience has proven I will isolate. Yeah. Now, some people, I, I guess... I have to look at it. I like. I still isolate a lot because I don't mind being alone. But I do have contact with people enough that, you know, and I have friends that notice if I ain't right, you know, right. what's going on. And they'll question me. And that opens the door because I won't always just uh, jump out to somebody. Sometimes it takes a little egging on to get me there. And then you know, I can start to open up and, and let them know what's going on inside of me. Yeah. So I, I'm not a quick one to just make that phone call. I never have been. You know, I think this will work out. But uh, I, I, I do have enough contact with people that they'll notice. Somebody will notice. You, you it, know, it's, it's a character flaw of mine that I don't reach out. I mean, I know the answer. Right. I just don't do it. 
Yeah. It's not easy. Just do it, dude. Yeah, yeah. I just don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> well, what about that? What about that phrase? Uh, before you drink, pick up the phone. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, that didn't work. I mean, let me tell you, if I'm planning on drinking, I ain't calling you. Right. Uh, I I don't know if people do people really do that. I they on they do on TV. Do they really pick up the? I mean, if they I, t- made a decision to drink, I, do they I really? Think, I, think I think they, they do. do. I think they do, but that it, it's a series of practice to do it. Yeah, it's like Denver was just talking about. I'm the same way. When something's going on, I just fold up and get in, and I isolate and I push people away. Yeah, but here's the deal: I've been at it long enough now that when I get that way. My mind in my brain is this little fluorescent light flashing. It says, you can call somebody. It's okay. Oh, it's okay to call somebody. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I got a deal I, I kind of go by is everybody has to pack their own brand of misery, but they don't have to do it alone. Mm. And AA has taught me that. Yes. Yes, um, we'll walk through. Before, we won't walk through hell for you, but we'll walk through hell with you. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm kind of like what Denver says. I, I, I know that in my mind, but man, every force within me keeps me from doing that until I'm just so exasperated I don't have a choice because I know that's the doorway out. Do do you think maybe that's where we get this whole idea of we don't we don't actually do the next right thing until we have the desperation of a drowning man? Because it doesn't say the desperation of a man is walking on a cloud. It's it goes back to the the uh, the tribulation of a day of a bad day, right? The desperation of a drowning man. Maybe we need to be drowning or backed in a corner or out of options before we actually do make that call, right? That's kind of what you're saying, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. <clears throat> back in the day, the way I dealt with that stuff is is uh, I become like a bull in a china closet around me. People around me suffered or I drank mm-hmm. Yeah, to run away from it. Here's one <clears throat> that I chuckled at, but I, after I thought about it, uh, I, I reflected on an experience I had with this practice hop in the shower right and, and it seems funny but water is often a symbol for change it is an element that cleanses purifies and nurtures us so hop into the steamy place i was going through some stuff and i had a a, a membership at the y and i would go down to the y and i would get in the water now there's something about the buoyancy of of the water that your body, all the stresses that your body's going through, all the weird stuff your body's doing because because of anxiety, it stops. In fact, people that are having problems, you know, with pain, uh, hip problems and knee problems, back problems, they get in the water, and as long as they're in the water, it's almost like that stuff goes away. It has something to do with the buoyancy of the water, I'm told. Um, and it helped me with my stress levels. Now, the problem is you can't spend all day, you know, especially if you don't have your own pool or jacuzzi or whatever, right? You got to get out sooner or later. 
So, and I would get out. And I remember when I had my hip surgeries and I was having problems, I'd get in the water and I'd get out. I'd get right back in. I'd get out. But the longer I stayed in there, the more it calms me down and so forth. And, and it happens with our stress, too. Um, so I, I don't know. That's that's being actually submerged in the water. Right? You really can't do that in a shower. But there is something about getting in a shower and, and rinsing off. And so I don't know. What do you think, Margie? Take, oh, a, take a nice shower? That's a, yeah, that's nice. But I'll tell you what's worked for me and Marv. Because we, we have through the whole process of the months of looking for a place and all this. And, and for me, just personally, because I do have an anxiety disorder and I get stressed out really easy. Um, is we go for a lot of walks and I do a oh. lot of hiking on steep trails up uh, up uh, in the, the forest uh, outside of Lebanon. And um, that has helped me and I think Marv too immensely. It's helped him with his hip recovery too. And um, it just brings my anxiety level down. We're having a bad day. We go up there and it's like, do this little walk for sometimes we go for two hours hour and a half wow that's a and, lot of uh, walking yeah and uh just getting up there in nature close to god right getting the endorphins going it just it helps the bad day just kind of disappear right now denver did you sell your motorcycle no i didn't sell yet okay is that something you enjoy when you, you know, just want to get out and just kind of relax and get on that bike on a nice day? And It always helps to blow the stink off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can get your, I don't know if it takes your mind, yeah, it takes your mind off the present day or the present moment issue because you're actually out there, like you said, seeing nature, sheep, everything else out here in the valley. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. And I like the shower idea. That works great. Uh, unless somebody turns on the hot water somewhere else and it, it <laughs> brings your it, it focuses your mind right back to well why did that happen to me why is this happening to me sure so yeah but yeah the the, the bike helps uh, I work with leather a little bit so uh, I get that out and uh, work on it uh, anything to take your mind off that situation at least long enough. That you can uh, realize that uh, it is happening, and, yeah. you, and it will need to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. maybe it has to be tomorrow to be dealt with, but don't don't uh, think it's going away. And that's where a bottle always came in for me. It would go away until the bottle was gone. Sure. So I didn't let the bottle run out. I'd go get another right. bottle. Right there, you go. And it, it's yeah. a vicious cycle that yep. won't break yep. until you realize this ain't solving the problem. I got to get on with this. So if you're an alcoholic and you live in a dry county, you shouldn't have any bad days because you're going to be in trouble, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we do have you're going to be doing some driving. I know that. We do have a couple of dry counties in Oregon. I think up by Hepner or something like that. Oh, wow. There's, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> Very strange. Um here's one write out the negatives and then throw them away sometimes we just need a place to store the junk the space can be as simple as a piece of paper write out every awful thought or feeling but don't take them with you um there was uh, a treatment facility in corvallis years ago i went to a they were they were host to an aa meeting uh, and i went there and and people were making 
we walked in and there was a group of people doing crafts, you know, in treatment center, a lot of times they do crafts, right? And they were making God boxes. And this is what they they were teaching them. Like, it, you know, if you're having these rotten experiences and so forth, or you're just having stinky thinking, write down what you're thinking and put it in the God box. Um, so I made a God bag, garbage bag, uh, and I would throw it in, you know, and my sponsor say, well, you take that attitude and throw it in your God bag. And I go, no, write it down, throw it in your God bag, Monty. But see, here's the problem. I would pull them back out. Yeah. And I didn't have to reach in the bag to do it. I could do it in my head, you know. But but sometimes there is something to be said about the actual going through the motions of doing something like that, writing it down, throwing it away, ripping it up. Um, that can be helpful as well. Um, here's one I think is right on point. Walk away from social media. Whew. Get out of there. If you're whining about what's on social media, turn it off. Just And I, I'm going to be real honest with you guys. If it wasn't for Take 12 Recovery Radio and the amount of people that, that watch and listen to this show on social media... Other than a closed personal account just for family, I wouldn't have it. I, I just wouldn't. Uh, what do you think about that? Denver, let's go with you first. Social media has been a downfall for me. Yeah? It really has. Uh, when I was living up on the mountain, pretty much isolated up there besides the cows and I, mm -hmm. uh, I picked up Facebook and got involved in it some. And that was an outlet for me to be in contact. Uh-oh. I think Flo's coming. <laughs> that was Horny. Oh, was that the cow's name? Horny. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the one that would follow me around the pasture all the time. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I got involved in social media, and now, uh, I hate to say this, but I'm on it too much. You know, I can kill the TV... And uh, I still find myself turning on the news in the morning. For some reason, I'm thinking that I'll get news. <laughs> you know, that's hilarious. Instead of propaganda <laughs> or the left or the right, right, oh my pushing God. their point, and I don't yeah. get news anymore. Right. So I don't really. I cruise through past that in no time. But I do get on social media, and uh, there's a little antagonistic person in me that likes to egg others on. You know, I call it trolling <laughs> when I'm on social media just to troll, see, see who's going to hit on that. <laughs> and I, that's something I, I really should just give up because it's not benefiting anybody, mostly me. But it's difficult. Social media has been a downfall for me. <laughs> it has introduced me to old classmates and things like that, and I'm very thankful for you know, right? You 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 can reconnect with some uh, people. Yeah, but you know things. what? You know what? So I did that. I reconnected with a lot of old classmates, and then I then I started finding things out about them that we didn't care back at, about in high school. And I'm like, what do you mean? You have that political point of view? Yeah. You don't believe in God like I believe in God? What's wrong with you? What are you morons? What is? <laughs> you're not the guy or the gal I knew in high school. What happened to my friend? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, they changed. You can re you can really let that stuff mess with your head. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you think about social media? Step away from it, there, Margie. 
well, like Facebook, for instance, it's really helped me to stay connected with my my family. Yeah, get to see you know pictures of my granddaughter and my kids, and stay uh, connected with my friends back in Salem and here in Albany, the big recovery community. But but you know, I do get overwhelmed by it, and um, Marv doesn't have it on his phone, so I kind of share things with him and. Um, but you know, I'll tell you what, like by the end of the day, um, we just want to kind of have some dinner and, and kind of just relax with a movie or something. And I, mm. I stay off my phone then and, and just kind of try to forget about it. Cause, uh, after, after a day of it, I'm just ready for a break. I, I can't be on it 24 seven. Like some people, it just, it drives me crazy. <laughs> so Marv, you live in total freedom from social media. True. For the most part. For the most part, you're not even. I mean, you don't have a, you don't have an account. No. A Facebook account. <clears throat> um, you don't have an Instagram or a Twitter or all that kind of stuff. No. You know, so do you 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 get information from Margie's? Uh, I've had to get yeah yeah, uh, especially in the last month or so with this house deal. Right. <clears throat> Much to my chagrin, every <laughs> excuse me, everything is uh electronic yeah and so i'm a dinosaur you know because i'm not right in the middle of it you are fossil fuel ready to burn yeah yeah. (laughs) but a great dinosaur and he has amazingly enough let me take selfies with him so wow yeah that captured your soul yeah yeah Yeah. i didn't know i wanted that to be public information (laughs) yeah hey you guys watch movies while it's on my head uh last of the dogman have you watched it i have Uh, years ago okay it's a great movie what's it about uh this tracker goes in looking for some people and he stumbles across the lost tribe of indians that you have to go through a cave, but uh, yeah. it's, it's a great movie. Last of the Dogmen. Last is, is it of on the Netflix Dog or? Men. It's an old movie. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It, it's like 80s or something like that. So I don't know how you'll come across it, but. Cool. Yeah. Tom Berenger. It's a Berenger. great movie. Yeah. Oh, we just watched the movie with him. And then the Wild movie. River. Check it out. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a good film. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, you know, it, well, so there you go. Here's another one. So. Find some form of healthy entertainment and escape for a, for a couple hours, and do something as healthy entertainment. Maybe maybe it was the last time anybody opened a book for crying out loud. There's something about the smell of a book, the pages and all that stuff. Um, go go. I mean, now that things are opening back up again a little bit, go see a movie by yourself. I've done that. Of course, it's always a little disturbing to. <laughs> The people at the theater when they have to wake me up. <laughs> wake up, sir. The movie's over. Uh, that, that happens. Um, here's one. Do something that'll make you laugh. So <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I think would be a hoot. I think is I think this would be just uh, just a hoot. And all it would take is two things: a blue vest. And a yellow highlighter. Stand outside the Walmart and ask to see everybody's receipt. (laughs) And see what kind of reaction you get. Because, see, they've already done that once. You might get punched in the nose. 
I don't know. I think it would make it make me laugh. I just... <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Um, no wonder Denver and I isolate. <laughs> yeah, right. We don't right. want we don't want to come upon that. Right. Uh, so y- 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 this one is before the last one, and that is find the lesson. Sometimes, no matter what you do, the day still feels crummy in the end. If that's the case, find the lesson. There's always a lesson to be learned from the trials you face. Look closely and take note. Then your bad day doesn't seem like such a waste. It may feel still rotten, but you know it's not wasted, right? But really the ultimate one, and this wasn't even printed on my list here, is the whole idea of serving somebody else that's less fortunate than you. That this is a big thing within our twelve-step movement, right? Yep. The the uh, altruistic movement of helping somebody that is, uh, you know, in the same kind of peril that you've been in, or or maybe just needs a ride, or maybe they need maybe their washer broke down, and you can do the you have them over to your house and do their laundry or something simple. You know, if, if you want to find some people that, that need some encouragement, go down to the senior center and spend 30 minutes licking envelopes for somebody or, you know, but get out of yourself. And it's amazing how your bad day will fade um, because there's always somebody going through something that is way more difficult than you or I. Uh, and or you'll find some some people that may be able to identify with you and you can encourage each other. It's, it's amazing stuff. Um, probably the worst thing you could do, and I'm not picking on Denver here intentionally, um, but probably the worst thing you can do is isolate because the enemy of your, of our soul and our addict or our alcoholic and our ego and all the destructive thinking, mm. um, it wants us alone. It wants to get us alone. So it can beat us up. Now, Denver, you isolate, though. Um, in fact, I don't know if isolation is really the word. You like you like and appreciate some of your alone time. I don't know if that's escapism. I think it's more you just like the quiet of the day, right? Just I love being it. by yourself. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I've, uh, I grew up an only child. <laughs> so it's right? kind of funny. But, yeah, I've uh, learned to uh, like myself and when I was in full-blown alcoholism I actually needed company right you know I was a uh, I needed to get out and be loud and whatever and I don't need that if if I'm sober I'm content with what I'm thinking about and what I'm accomplishing yeah so yeah so that's a little different than than isolating and, and doing the when, when I isolate, run. I will hunker up under a blanket and try to sleep my troubles away. To, gotcha. me, to me, that is isolation. Yeah. It's when I just put my head under the pillow like an ostrich, I guess, and not even want to deal with the situation. Yeah, Being alone in my quiet time is a different than isolation. Thank you for that reminder. Closing thoughts, Margie. On bad days. Uh, well, we're all going to have them. You know, just use the tools, some of the tools Monty talked about. Pray, uh, just be be grateful, and you'll get through it. Tomorrow's a new day. Marv? I'm reminded of a character we had in, in our group years ago. He's passed away, but I have fond memories. He's a big old burly guy, retired out of the Navy. 
Oh, His name yeah. was Ed. Big Ed. And I recall so many times hearing some of his conversations, and these guys would be whining and moaning and carrying yeah. on. Yeah. He'd just look at him and say, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I, when you brought the topic, yeah. Ed, Ed was the first guy I thought of. But anyway. And, you know, it's so funny <laughs> because when I first met him back in the URS Club days, Right, I saw this guy walk by me, and I thought that is the angriest, most pissed off guy I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I'll never end up being his friend. You know, I just won't. I mean, I mean, he just, and and what ended up happening was he and I ended up becoming very close friends. Yeah, uh, I spent hours with him in his trailer, just talking about UFOs and stories about trucking and how it applied to his program, and we talked about the Bible and. Things that you would never dream. You know, the guy had an enormous amount of wisdom, and, and, and other than smoking way too much. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he just, I, I mean, he could fill a room with more smoke, right, than a diesel <laughs> truck. I mean, it would, that guy, but what a great guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And he would do that. Oh, well. I, I guess <laughs> um, uh, if I was to make a final comment about this topic mm. is, and it's hard to do, but remember, God's in control. He's Amen. got He's got it under control, and and ultimately, He's going to win. Yeah, you know. And, yep. And I do find some comfort in that. So. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, we uh, we are out of time, and my camera's acting up. Gonna see everybody's going to be dizzy by the time they get. <laughs> there we go. All right. Got it. All right. Uh, so, uh, great. So listen, if you've enjoyed the show, if you find value in it and uh, you are so inclined, uh, we operate, we're totally listener supported and any promos that we do for anybody, uh, they're involved and, uh, listen to the show and help us, uh, spread the word about take 12 radio too. Uh, all, all of that is all recovery oriented. Um, but you can donate to the show to keep us on the air and help pay for our equipment and that kind of thing by going to take12radio.com, scrolling down to the bottom left of the page and clicking on the donate button. Uh, no amount is too small. We really appreciate your donations and your support. All right, our closing song is by a gentleman I just met recently here, just uh, about a week and a half ago. His name, name is Mike O'Brien. He's from Van Nuys, California. He's a recovery recording artist, and I thought this song was very appropriate. It's entitled, uh, Might As Well Be Me. Here's Mike O'Brien. <laughs>
recovery music family here at take 12 recovery radio mr mike o'brien and his song might as well be me to get more of mike's great music visit his website at mikeobrien.com that's m-i-k-e-o-b-r-y-a-n.com until next time this is the monty man along with the take 12 recovery radio family and we are wishing god's perfect serenity for you This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. This is a play. Kitty, kitty, kitty. Meow, meow, meow. Woof, woof.